ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. And we are live. We're live. We're live. We're live. I'd like to welcome our newest uh, addition to the Mad Libs podcast team today. <laughs> uh, you can probably hear her hissing in the background. Her name is Sally, and she is our propane heater. Yeah. Ride, Sally, ride. Ride, Sally, ride. Today's warmth is brought to you by propane. Comes from the earth, makes things hot. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> That's good. I forgot right. about that show. Yeah. I don't know why. You know what else kind of makes me think of childhood? What's that? Um, you played a lot of video games growing up, didn't you? We used to have to have fucking rotation time. So like my papa, my grandpa. Okay. Like so, like he had um, like the Sega Genesis, and he okay. had a Super Nintendo. Okay. And like you know, when the cousins were all there, because at one point we all lived in the state, and like we would have to rotate between like the older boys on who was playing <laughs> Super Nintendo. Okay. But yeah, no, I got into it. You know, I followed through to like PlayStation. Okay. The original mm-hmm. and like all that shit. But yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And when you got to like the PlayStation era. Yeah. And like, you know, you get a game for Christmas yeah. or something and then you play it till it's dead and then you're like, oh, a new game comes out and you're like, yeah. I don't have money. You got to trade that game. You got to trade that game. Yeah. In. You go to GameStop and be like, yeah, my parents bought Those this game motherfuckers. for $50. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Trade it in. Well, what are they giving you <laughs> like for that? $2.50, yeah. yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> you know, Madden <laughs> 20s fuckers. out. So, or, you know. Yeah, I think back yeah. then it was Game Day '98, '99, and Game Day 2000. Like you'd have Game Day '98, and yeah. like, I want to get Game yeah. Day '99, which I get. Like no one wants Game Day '98, so you're trading it into them. What are they going to do with it? And they would They're give you like two dollars, yeah. but they you sell know, it, they'll but sell for fifteen, the, twenty yeah, bucks. Yeah, um, and you know that that was always just such an interesting dynamic. And then, you know, over the last few years. When we look at GameStop, like, what has GameStop become? Well, it's like all the other retailers out there, right, yeah. man? They're just fucking, they're going under. And especially with COVID going on, like, yeah. you see a decline in all of these retail shops, yeah, dude. Yeah, malls it's are nuts. dying. Like, oh, retail gosh. strip malls are, are Mo- struggling. Fucking, dude, movie theaters are dying. Yeah. It's incredible. But guess what? What's that? You wouldn't know that today. Why? The stock markets would suggest otherwise. Oh. It would suggest that GameStop is an incredibly booming business. <laughs> and there are so many reasons why. And we're going to discuss that today because, you know, I was talking with people online and, you know, people are interacting on Facebook. They're, you know, either going to the Mad Libs podcast Facebook and, and yeah. chiming in or, you know, dropping me messages. 
Shooting us emails at madlibspod at gmail.com. Buying our, our merch at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. Yeah, and on the thank you note, and, and, and on those thank you notes, they're like, hey, can you tell us more about the GameStop thing that happened today? <gasps> is this the Reddit thing? Yeah. So essentially. Oh, yeah. This is right up your alley. Essentially. This is, this is, this Brian's, is class Brian's, warfare. Brian's about to have a, <sighs> an orgasm bigger than what he had during the inauguration. <laughs> It's all happening right now. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, and and tell I, me the thing. What, Brian. <laughs> you tell me how we should run this. Should we talk about like what actually happened in terms? Here's of, how we're going to run this. Okay, how are we going to run this? First, yeah. you're going to have to explain the stock market to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know very little. Okay. Um, and I actually, really, the reason I know what I know about the the stock market now is because of you, and yeah. because when we read up on the stock market versus the economy, yeah, 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 that was a really good episode. That was a good episode. You guys should go back and listen to it if you yeah. Heard it. And this would be a perfect indicator as to yeah. why the economy is not like yeah, that. it is not the stock market. No matter how much Donald Trump wanted you to think it was, it is not. And it's four days like today. So why don't we? If I can, so so it had something to do with uh, what is it? Short. Yeah. Shorts? Yeah. I want to say short sale, but it's not that. No, it's, it's well, so short selling is a process, and then what happened today is called a short squeeze. Okay. So let's talk so about- So what is it What is it when you short a stock? So when you short a stock, this is when you are saying, hey, I think this company is going to, it's going to struggle, okay. right? So I think it's overvalued right now, and I think it's going to go down to a certain price. Okay. And what I do is I essentially- borrow those stocks watch it go down and i make the profit from how much it went down to what i think it did so i borrow it you know i borrow these stocks at a certain level okay do you have to put money in yeah so like i'm essentially borrowing but i don't have to put the money up front okay and and that's when you start getting the options and stuff like that but i'm going to borrow these stocks and if i'm borrowing you know i i think it's right now it's at 20 i think it's going to go down to 10 i'm going to take those stocks i'm going to borrow them and then as it goes down to you know 10 i give those stocks back and i collect that difference okay now the problem with that, and the reason this can be a risky behavior, is because if it doesn't go down, the the lender of those stocks can come back to you and say, hey, I want them at this price. And now you have to buy them at a oh. higher price. So it was at 20. And let's so say you, it went up to 23. Uh-huh. Now I have to buy those stocks at 23 and give them that value back. So I'm okay. lose, it's a very risky you can losing lose a lot proposition. Of money. So you're basically these people, when they, when they short or um, buy a, or what is it? Was it short? Yeah, when they short a stock, yeah, they are um, capitalizing on the misfortune of a company. Yeah, so it's it's. Um, if I wanted to sound like super sad and pessimistic, yeah. If you'd want to sound like me, yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody has to keep this podcast, you know, a little bit more positive yeah. and upbeat. That's my job. Yeah. So that my burden. That that, that short. <laughs> Essentially, you're you're not you're not forcing them to do poorly, right? No, you're for not, sure. But you you're are, not bearing them. But you're you are taking a guess. Yeah, it's like it's like saying, "Hey, I think the it's going to rain today." No one wants a rainy day, but it does happen. Yeah. Right. So the rainy day is happening, and you're profiting off of it. Okay. That's the big difference. It's like 
you, we all suffer in a rainy day, but right. this is, hey, you're not suffering. You just got a new house because of the rainy day. It's like people who pay the uh, the tax lien on other people's houses, and yes. if they don't pay them back in a certain yes. amount of time, they get the house. Yes, that's 100% right. You're you're okay. banking on someone else's misfortune, misfortune like you said. That's so fucking it's, sad. It is sad, but it is a very, very capitalistic way to view the marketplace. Yeah. And you're capitalizing on a misfortune, and... That misfortune is going to happen regardless. You can at least make money on it. So I'm, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to start paying tax liens, and then if they don't pay me back, I'll take the house, but I'll give them the spare bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's something I learned. So like, I am a libertarian and I do love capitalism, <laughs> but I'm like a nice guy. <laughs> we could all use a nice guy right now. Oh, um, so yeah, well, don't I'm, worry. We got Joe Bi- Joey Joey B. Yeah, Joey. Joey B. <laughs> Joey B in the White House, dude. Joey B in, in the Mamla. Um, oh, that's good. Well, that's what her... Yeah, Mommy her and Daddy are letting me down in the office right now, but we'll talk about that later. Let's finish about these uh, these short stocks. Okay, so... And I just think it's terrible to call them short, too. I think that just does a disservice to all short people like myself. <laughs> I already feel bad enough. My <laughs> wife can't wear heels. <laughs> so, So the short can happen, but how do you say, okay, I don't like this i want to yeah. bet against the short and that's what we call a short squeeze so this is basically this is what a lot of like big hedge funds do correct yeah essentially you know it's and called i apologize pump- for all the questions no I just, no like, it's you know. great i mean i i hope you know i'm answering some of these questions that the audience had i know several people reached out and had very yeah. similar questions i was like well i'm going to do a podcast on it you can count on the less to. educated person in this podcast to ask all the questions that you want to ask <laughs> all right kevin i have a question for you now. shut um, up <laughs> so so we look at this as an opportunity to say hey i don't think that short position is good okay and what i can do is i can start buying stock Right. Okay. And that's what that's going to do is it's going to drive increase up demand the value. and it's okay. going to increase the value. Okay. And eventually those contracts for the short positions are going to come due and they're going to be like, okay, well, I got to buy the stock and the stock has skyrocketed in value because people are starting to buy in and they know right. that those shorts are coming up and now they got to buy. So the demand goes up and now we're in what's called a short squeeze. And this is what happened today. But the best part about this is it wasn't the hedge funds manipulating the markets. This was a bunch of Redditors. Oh, yeah. What, can, can you tell the audience a little bit about what Reddit is? Yeah. It's just even like, I'm a little confused. Re- about. Well, Reddit, Reddit is very similar, similar to Discord. So like okay. you basically you can search a topic or something like that, and you form Reddit groups. Yeah. And those Reddit groups, it's, you know. It, like a thread okay, or so forum? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. like, for instance, I, I'm on Discord okay. for Pokemon Go. <laughs> nice. And that is why Brian's daughter is one of my best friends. Yeah. We are Poke Pals. <laughs> Our level Which of friendship I is I still need to, and Jason, don't get mad at me. I do need to make a Discord for the Mad Lives podcast. We are going to do that so oh, we can yes. have a community discussion. Yes. Oh, like I would that. love that. I yeah, would love that. I told Christine that I would be getting on that today. So I'm going to yeah. be doing that. Shout out, Christine. What up, girl? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you build these forums, basically, and people can converse about different things, ask questions. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff, you know, like, so for Pokemon go, for instance, like people say like, Hey, I'm doing this remote raid. Anybody who wants in, send me over your, your gamer code and you know, I'll send you an invite. Got it. So it's a way to organize. Yeah. So this is like Capitol Hill with less insurrection. (laughs) Well, and that's what's happening. And I'm going to get to that. And I'm glad you even said it just like that. I'm going to always got, I'm going to hit that a little bit later. Um, 
But we had this this Reddit group of Wall Street bets. Okay. And, and yeah. this was a Reddit group. And what they do is they, they're obviously very informed individuals. They, they track stocks. They look at indicators. They look at the marketplace. They look at what, you know, the public is saying about different stocks. And, you know, they, they, you know, encourage each other to get more involved. And, you know, you have these quote unquote retail investors. So like, um, they're going on Robinhood with like a thousand dollars in their account. If you're buying into a hedge fund, Right, you want your hedge fund, uh, a hedge fund to manage your wealth. Right, you're buying in at like two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, millions of dollars, whatever the case is. You have to buy in for a substantial amount that you're buying until, a house, until a the nice Lips, house worth yeah, of yeah. Until stuff. the Mad Libs podcast really takes off, um, we're not going to be a part of anytime soon. So, mm. but it's coming. It is coming. Um, thanks to listeners like you. Um, yeah. So, so we we look at this opportunity to. Um, you know, invest as these micro investors or okay. retail yeah, investors yeah, yeah. Um, through apps like Robinhood or Rebull or you know all these little Acorn things. Even even kind of Acorn, stuff, yeah. even like TD Ameritrade, you can you can do those things. Um, and what happened was all of these people just immediately flocked, and they almost made this group decision to flock to these stocks, and the demand was outrageous, and everyone just kept buying. So we're talking about GameStop. If we look at, at the chart, like you can literally just go on Google and you type in GameStop stock and you'll see the chart. And you can look at different periods of time. And if you just look in the last month, at its low point, at its low point at December 31st, or actually January 5th. FYI, actually, I'm doing this as we talk now. If you just type in G-A-M on Google, the first thing that comes up is GME. Yeah, GME, which is which is their yeah. stock ticker. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my god. <laughs> so if you look at and if you select month, um, you'll see this almost um, parabolics like uh, ascend. It, the yeah. trajectory is just in, insane. But it, like at its low point, it was at seventeen dollars. Right. Now the, the uh, like if GameStop had come out with this new invention or right. innovative practice or yeah. formal restructuring, or if they were forming some sense. sort of like a gaming online service where you pay a, rent, a monthly rental or something yes, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So if they, they if they had done something that would bring the news and like okay people are excited and this happens all the time where stocks skyrocket after moments like this right we've seen a lot with tesla in the last year it's yeah. yeah very yeah, yeah. volatile and and what had happened was there was no news there was no restructuring there was nothing and then from that 17 dollars, it is now currently residing at the close at 347 dollars and 51 cents now, if you were someone's shorting it, if it was at $17 and you're shorting it to 13 and now you're having to buy stock at $350 and you're losing all of that money from the 13 to 350 per share. Yeah. That's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking and you're about talking this hedge tune funds. of like, well, and you're talking about like how big was the Reddit group too? So the Reddit group was, I want to say it was over 100,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> So, you had so you're to, talking even let's just like for fun we'll mm -hmm. say that like 80 percent joined into this yeah and then that's even eighty thousand people times that kind of a um, a margin yeah so like they're they're looking to immediately buy those those stocks and and all of a sudden those people in the short position have to re-examine and their their contracts are going to come up so you know they're going to have to buy at this market rate. Or, or unless they can find some other, you know, substantial uh, holder of stock and, and kind of work out a deal with interest rates and all that. Yeah. But that's very 
very, very long from what this is, this discussion is. Okay. So this, this incredible aspect of essentially it was market manipulation. Like that's what, that's what all the CNBC, you know, market watchers and all that stuff are calling this, but essentially they were playing the hedge fund game. Better oh, than just the hedge playing, fund. Yeah, they're just playing the bigwig game, dude. They're playing the game that all everyone who's at the top is playing right now. And what 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 also got exposed was, um, oh, I can't even think of the the capital company. Um, it was um, it was it was a capital uh, hedge fund group that basically had leveraged 130% of the stock to be short. So it was leveraging against more stock than there actually was. So they were over leveraged. And this is what's getting exposed is like, how can you leverage against more stock than there actually is? Yeah. Like you shouldn't have been able to do that. Now you're paying the price. Yeah. Now what had happened, unfortunately is is trading was halted on these stocks. Eventually, okay. it was like, whoa, 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 something's going on. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. That, that can be a very so good thing. Like, kind of working. Yeah. It's like, okay, a system, like there is a short circuit, like something wrong happened, and let's pause it and figure this out. But the other thing was, is like TD Ameritrade said, like, you can't stop. Like, they were cutting off access to these people. And then you also had the reddit, Did reddit sub shut them down reddit shut them down yeah. that one particular sub thread was shut down now it's back up and you know twitter was super engaging like hold the line is trending yeah. right now on twitter it's literally hold the line and it's telling people hold your stocks until those contracts come up they right. are going to pay a pretty price and it's time they do now there were two major hedge funds that bled so much. They hemorrhaged so much funding that they literally had to go get more funding to bring back in because they lost like a third of their portfolio. Now, another aspect of this is like, not only are they having to deal with the hemorrhage happening, but they also have to lose positions on other stocks that they might've needed to hold. So they they have the 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 liquidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need that liquidity so they can then transfer it to these other positions and not be in trouble. So this, it, it's such an exciting thing to see the little man. This right. is a David and Goliath this story. Is like, no, this and is like David, a Robin Hood story, dude. Whatever you want to call it. Well, I didn't want to say Robin Hood because that's like one of the trading sites. I and, understand that. But, but yeah, I'm but it is. talking about like, yeah. you know, Kevin Costner, Robin Hood. Yeah, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Robin the, Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, that's a good one. Even yeah. better. Um, so, so we look at this opportunity for David versus Goliath. And what I look at is like... Dude, this is this is a class warfare move. This is what this country has been going through for the last five years. This is why millions and millions of people turned to Donald Trump. Now, whether or not you like him or, or you like him or dislike him, I personally do not. I've made that abundantly clear. Yeah, I don't think you need to say that. <laughs> but I wanted to because it feels good. <laughs> but I can empathize with something that... Trumpism brought forth. And that was a very, very strong disgust with both our political and economic system. You have middle and lower class working for wages that they should no longer have to. The, the, the value of production has skyrocketed in this country mm-hmm. and the wages have not. Okay. Um, you're seeing a wealth gap hit 
uh, values that have never been seen before. And you can even go back to like the Rockefeller Carnegie era. And you're seeing a frustration with the government system that didn't protect us against that. You know, the government is there to guide the economy and make sure it doesn't, you know, go all loosey goosey and right. abuse and cannibalize its own population. Yeah. And it did. And Donald Trump spoke to people saying, I'm here. I'm not a politician. I'm going to fix this. Now, why we trusted some other random billionaire to do that, I don't know. But th that spoke to people. And that frustration right built it was up. The right time, right place. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. And that, that rage and frustration comes from a system that isn't doing its best for you. Government, economy, all of that. And we look at the storming of the Capitol, which you had mentioned earlier. And that's what this was, but targeted much better. I don't, I, I do think there were very, very bad people involved in the Capitol. I think there were some good people that were very, very misinformed or ignorant. And we see that with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah and, and, and were directing their rage the wrong direction. Yeah, because I mean, if you want to talk about like people capitalizing on something right now, too, that's another thing you could bring up is like people in positions of, um, I suppose, leverage. Um, have this ability now with information, with podcasts, with television, with things like that, where they can capitalize on the lesser educated. Yeah. You know what I mean? People who are less informed, I should say. Well, a little bit of both. I don't think it's mean to say lesser, less educated. Yeah, I mean... But like... No, they are. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. it, there's... there's it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have sometimes because I'm more educated than some of those people. But that doesn't make me better than them. And that's something that sure. has to also yeah. be acknowledged. Just education doesn't make someone better or worse than someone else. It makes them smarter. But it makes them maybe a little bit better critical thinking or writing a fucking essay. It doesn't matter. Like it, it, I can't swing a hammer as well as some other people. I'm very good at swinging hammers. Right. My wife, <laughs> my wife is the tradesman out of us, too. She builds things all the time. She figures out ways to fix things that I don't. If it's heavy, I lift it. That's it. Hulk smash. Like, that's what I'm good for. Um, but going back to this, this is, this is a class warfare. This is the proletariat realizing something's fucked up and we need to figure it out. And people that were educated and maybe not Harvard Business School educated, maybe right, they right. didn't go through a fin accounting major, but they understood what market indicators were. They studied up, they watched YouTubes, they followed the right people and they knew the right things. And then all of a sudden a big group of them got together and decided to make a move. There is power in numbers. My friend, there absolutely is. And this is what they did. Instead of storming the Capitol physically, they stormed wall street. And this was something that I am and far more time, supportive no one, of. Yeah. No one got hurt this time. No, except well, for hedge fund people's pocketbooks. Well, and that's the thing. I'm okay if you with that. want, if you I'll want change, two things, one of two things has to happen. And I don't, I don't want one, but this is how change happens. It's through violence. Okay. Or yeah. through economic pain, right? right. That's right. the only way to really enforce change throughout history. When we look at the civil rights movement, we look at, okay, Martin Luther King was relatively peaceful and all that. And he even started getting more towards the rage side towards the end of his, his life. 
But how did they change things? Well, you had either the militants of like the Malcolm X and, and, and the Nation of Islam. Right. And they were coming up and, and the Black Panthers. And there was, there was a ferocity behind them. Certainly. Or you attacked the pocketbooks. You did the Montgomery bus boycott. You know, you did sit-ins. You affected people's money. And that's how you make change. And this was affecting people's money today. And it was exposing kind of the dark truths behind the marketplace, stocks in general. Um, I think it's very good to invest if you do it wisely and you're not like, you know, a day trader trying to trade on these margins. And that can be very, very risky and very gambling like. Mm -hmm. But if you're smart and you put a little bit of that excess money, if you have a surplus. Well, just buy into an index fund and make right, 7%. That's yeah. Exactly. So you, you, you have your money working for you. So. Mm -hmm. Come retirement, you have a nice little nest egg, or you yeah. can, you know, leave something behind for your children, or whatever the case is. Yeah, you know, your your nieces or nephews. So the, this idea of fighting back was really exciting for me today. Um, I think people are starting to become more educated in the process. Certainly, you've talked about it. You know, um, one way that Trump actually did make people or make America great again is it made people more involved. Well, right, it made people think about politics for the yeah, first time. And, and, you know what I mean, if they hadn't in the past, yeah, they didn't like what they were hearing or what they were seeing, and they wanted to institute change. So, what did they do? They got their ass to the voting booths and made a change. And you know, they don't like what's going on in the economy. Well, let's make a change, and that's what they did. And I think this is on the heels of one of the toughest portions of our history. I had long said that we were heading towards, you know, a, a massive recession um, prior to the pandemic. And I think the pandemic exacerbated it and really sped it up and made it worse. But we're recognizing some of the flaws in the system. And I think if you look at the millennial and the Gen Z generations, there's a lot of frustration because yeah. at this same point, Right. If we look at if we look at wealth, millennials only hold. Guess what percentage they hold? And I already said only. So, you know, it's not huge. Ten percent. Three percent. I was close. Yes. <laughs> at this point in their lives. OK. At this point in their lives. The boomers had about 21 percent of America's wealth. So when they are when their generation there's was a lot our of age, there's a lot of variables to that. though. But there isn't. Mm. No, there shouldn't be. It's but, because but, but, yeah, I understand wages have be, but like well, right, wages never increased. Okay, the way they they could have, inflation yeah. skyrocketed. Look at the price of homes. Look at the price of rent. Look at the price of cars. Look at the price of understood. education. No, understood for sure. For so sure. when we look at that, I also think there's a different work ethic amongst the different. See, I disagree. Generations, I, disagree. I do. I mean, no, no, I mean like you have your studs. You know what I mean? No, no, or no. Studettes. Look, look at it um, this way. If you worked in a factory 40 yeah. hours a week, your wife didn't have to work. She stayed at home with the kids. Okay. You had a home mm -hmm. in a nice little suburban area, and you were good. You worked your 20 years, 25 years, okay. 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Didn't take a lot of time off. You took one vacation a year for, for sure. a week with your family, whatever. And then after 24, 25 years, mm -hmm. you were set with a pension. You were good. You worked at the Ford, you know, the Ford factory. You for were sure. good. Right? For sure. Yeah. That is not how it is anymore. You can't have a lot of families... With one person working and one not. Now, sometimes you can. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But you're making a lot of other sacrifices dependent that you upon, didn't yeah, have I to. I mean, dependent upon what you go into, what kind of you know work you're doing and all that kind of stuff. Almost anything. Almost anything. And this is, this is, a, this is a very harsh 
reality of the capitalist economy that. today. And I'm not like fighting what you're saying. I'm just saying that I think, I don't want to say it's an exaggeration, but like. But it's not because we're literally looking at an 18% difference of wealth. Okay. And you're saying it's just work ethic. Pull yourself uh, no, up. No, no, that's not what I'm, I didn't say it is just that. I said there are a lot of variables. Don't put words in my I'm mouth, not, Brian. Okay. You said that's one of them. I disagree because people are working more hours. I'm saying that is one variable of many. But it's not many. a true variable. That's not, not true. A, How do you know? Do you get this? Where are the stats, Brian? What, what stats would you like to look up? Work ethic stats. <laughs> Well, like, what's the average? <laughs> no, what's I the don't. Average? No, 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 no. I, I was talking like more like what fields are people going into now? What people, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Sure. Um, you know, it's like, for instance, like my younger brother, he went into um, uh, forest and ecosystem restoration. They called it the actual program was something about like uh, arboriculture, arboriculture or something. Okay. Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, basically, he goes into areas and restores the environment to what it you know, should be. So yeah. if it was supposed to be a wetland, they do certain things, digs and things like that and burns and whatever. Awesome. And they, you know, restore it back. Yeah. Um, you know, put native plants back, get rid of the invasive plants. You know, I think that's a job that should be high paying, but it's a super low paying job. You know what I mean? So sure. like people put value on different things. Um, he's super passionate about, you know, the climate and about the environment and stuff like that. But anyways, I'm just saying. I think there are other variables. I still think it's terrible that. But there were the still there were still arborists at the same time. Like there were still people doing the I exact same job for sure. So well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that to be fact, but yeah, I, I would assume so for sure. Yeah. So what we see is production has outpaced wage. Inflation okay. has outpaced wage. Okay. Um. You know, we look at the stock market. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of that is owned by the top ten percent, which is almost all boomers. Yeah, it's crazy. So what I'm saying Fucking is... Fucking boomers. They're the they're reason for all the problems in the world. Well, the, they're not the reason for <laughs> all the problems I'm, in the I'm world, joking, but they man. are for a lot of the economic issues today. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, they've they've brought forth a lot of the deregula- deregulations and policies that have put us in positions like of catastrophic loss. I read a really good Time article about how the boomers were going to be the ones that, like, destroyed the world. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. My dad's a boomer. My dad was a, an incredible man. He was Still a police is. officer. and Yeah, he still is. Um, I, I, he's no longer a police officer at 78, but like, you know, when he was a police officer, that was his contribution to society. And I thought it was great and, and all that. He's not one of these wealthy people. And I have family members that are very, very wealthy Mm -hmm. and they're still good people. But the problem is, is the boomers have utilized a system that was set up by the greatest generation and abused it so badly and are continuing to abuse it. That, you know, the next generations don't have, they're not leaving it better than when they got it. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'll never understand. You know what I mean? Like, that level of selfishness. And, like, no offense to to any boomers that are listening. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people from that generation. It's like, okay, you're so well off now. Yes. Okay, and this is coming from the libertarian, so it sounds weird. But, like, you're so well off now. Like, when I get to a certain point, like... Yes, my money is mine, but I will definitely be more charitable at a certain point. Like when I can afford to be more charitable, yes, I would love to give to people that you know uh, that have less than me. Yeah. Um, but like, and that's not to say pe- that some of them don't. No, but then they're, for sure. They're really sure. utilizing it more as a write-off. Right. Exactly. Well, I hope that's not the case. I'm sure it is, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just can go off of what we see. Yeah. And and it's and it is a very frustrating thing. And I and I look at that and I'm like, man, I just feel like me personally, you know, with my wife, my wife is a stay at home mom with our daughter. Yeah. And we've had to make a lot of sacrifices and, and stuff like that. And, yeah, you know, for we sure. Don't, we don't buy new cars. We get the hand-me-downs or like we do other yeah. things to navigate, um, you know, financially. And I just feel like I can never get ahead. I'm always looking for the next best job that'll get me that 10 or 15,000 more. And by the time I do, mm-hmm. the inflation has already kind of caught up to, you. Caught up to that. Yeah. And there's no big difference. And that's that's kind of the frustration of the millennial and now the Gen Z yeah. uh, generation as well. Like there, there's this just wait till Generation of, Alpha. Well, and, and the idea here though is the millennial and Gen Z generations have, and even what is Gen X is right between the Boomers. Yes, because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the millennials yeah, yeah. are technically Gen Y. I thought. Yes. Okay. So the, the, the generation in between the boomers and the millennials mm-hmm. um, are also like fighting an uphill battle, but they've at least had s- some of the fruit to bear, right? So we're looking at this opportunity for the millennials and Gen Zs to really effectively make change. They're the yeah. ones pushing for, you know, more progressive agendas, you know, mm-hmm. deeper safety, deeper social safety nets. Yeah. And, you know, climate change is real. You have you know, Greta Thunbergs, and then you had, you know, the Parkland students like rebelling for gun reform and like marches and, you know, the March for Science in, in Chicago was huge. And one of my friends, Adam, was one of the original organizers of that. And he's a millennial. And like, this is what we're focusing on. And we'll give up the, the yachts and the stuff in order to make positive impacts on the world and community around us. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that the boomers aren't, there are some, and you know, I, I I believe in like Bill Gates and what he does with his foundation. He's stepped away from Microsoft and is almost completely focused on that aspect of his life. But I look at that and like the reason he's able to do that was he abused the system and and made a lot. Yeah. And he monopolized and he did those things. And then, you know, the monopoly gets broken up and that was, what that generation did and and great it was a different mentality and yeah you know they grew up watching wall street in the 80s where greed is good yeah and like we're recognizing now because we've seen the ramifications that this is not a good path it is a very very dark path and it is a very damaging path and we're trying to fix all of the the mess ups along the way yeah and we're doing int- it on a, a fucking Reddit thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since you're so giving and everything like that too, when the when the Mad Libs podcast gets its hundred million dollar contract from Spotify, yeah, I'll make sure that you pay sixty percent of what you make. Hundred percent. I would, Oh, to you, God. Damn. <laughs> no, I I was gonna say like, you know, I I, I would just buy you a yacht. Buy me a yacht. I no, wouldn't buy. I don't it. even have a fucking ocean to sail it on yeah. here in the Midwest. What am I gonna do? Put it on fucking Lake Michigan? I. So I played the lottery the last two weeks when it was like eight hundred million dollars, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. just like, what would you do with it? Like honestly, I would give so much away of it, so much of it away to my like friends Before and family. Before you gave a dime of that away, I want a fucking studio. No, 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 no. hold on, new hold microphones. On. <laughs> the first thing you do, obviously, you get a lawyer involved, and yeah, and all absolutely, that, right? you claim it, yeah, you privately. claim it properly, yeah. But like the first thing you do is you put like, if you made eight hundred million, you're walking away with like. 
It was it was almost nine hundred million. You're walking away with like four hundred yeah, plus. Four four fifty. Not you too take, shabby. You take fifteen or twenty million and you forget about it. You never had it. You put it away oh, in yeah. the deepest, darkest recess of an account yeah. or multiple accounts and yeah, it's high yeah, yield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that money alone, that's your fuck you money. You don't ever have to do anything for yeah. anyone ever again. That's your trust fund money. That's that's it. Yeah. You could live off of the interest of that very, very well. Oh, yeah. So Even like, if you put it into an account where you're making 1%. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Golden. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about, you know, anyways. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't get rich today off of Reddit. Um, Spotify hasn't contacted us. We need to get our listens up to do that. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you did, it, did enjoy this, share it with your friends. Hopefully this was an explanation a little bit about what happened today and why it's all over the news. Also, be very mindful. I am not a financial advisor, so full disclosure, I am not giving you financial advice. Um, plus I don't you, think you gave any. I think you really just explained. Yeah, I just want to like. Yeah. I did say like, okay, I went in on AMC. So yeah. AMC is the uh, cinema company um, is also going under the short squeeze. Yeah. Um, BlackBerry, yeah. Nokia, there are a couple, Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. So you're looking Express. at these retail Express retail. And dead technology, like yeah. Nokia and BlackBerry, just haven't kept up with the times mm -hmm. unless you really, really want to, you know, keep your high score on Snake. Um, <laughs> you know, they haven't That's kept funny. up, so they're dying and, and they're getting, they, people were very short on those, waiting yeah. essentially for them to go bankrupt. And um, what, it, what it, it, you know, is doing is there's a short squeeze and it's exposing everything. And, right. you know, there are instances where shorting, is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. And um, Michael Burry, I think I talked about him earlier, Michael Burry from The Big Short, mm -hmm. um, uh, Christian Bale played him. He is heavily invested in GameStop. He was early on. Yeah. Did I, did I say this on air? I think we no, just said it. No, you just said it to me. Okay, yeah. so um, Michael Burry was the one that exposed the um, terrible deeds that were going on in the housing market in the mid-2000s mm -hmm. um, that would later get exposed in like 2008 when the whole marking market uh, collapsed, uh, almost destroying the entire global economy. Uh, but Michael Burry was also in, you know, invested in GameStop and was looking to restructure and fix it. Mm -hmm. um, he turned $1.7 million into almost $300 million in the last week. It's not a bad day. Um, no, but he shorted the housing market and it exposed the dark nature of yeah. what was going on with um, I think we're going to see the second coming of that this year. Yeah, I, I do think, you know, the market, we're sitting on a bubble. Yeah. And that's what this is exposing. We're sitting on another bubble. Yeah. And it's not just a housing market bubble. It's and not just, it's not just thrown. a tech bubble. It's, it's multiple bubbles. It's a debt bubble. Um, so I, I, I really am cautious about you know investing right now and make yeah. sure you're doing things yeah when when i look at you should always be doing stuff like that responsibly yeah you know and, I mean? and i look at it like this it's a really good way to make extra money make your money work for you but i look at it like if i'm going gambling at a casino you know i bring a hundred dollars cash let's say yeah i don't bring a credit card i don't bring a debit card no nope. like i bring the amount of money i'm the willing to lose yeah 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 yeah, it's almost like you're. I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars yeah. because I'm probably not going yeah. to win. I go to the blackjack table. Yeah, um, actually, I take that back. I go to the roulette table. I put it on black. I double my money. Then I have two hundred dollars to gamble. Then I go to the blackjack table and I play by the book. Okay, that's okay. my game. You know what? And it's honestly, it worked out for me in Vegas. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, and you have like a 49.5% chance of winning when you put it on black. But I was explaining this to my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, casinos have the juice, right? They, oh, they, yeah. they have the odds to win. Whether Apple, it's, orange, cranberry, they've got it. <laughs> well, when you look at even roulette, roulette, right? And this is the thing. The system is designed to win before you. Correct. Similar to yes. the stock market, yes. similar to gambling, yeah. right? We look at the roulette wheel. There's there's black and red, but there's also two green slots. Correct. So you you have the option to either bet red or black or mm-hmm. odd or even. Yeah. And those two green slots are also double zero, so those aren't odd or even. They so while you think you. it's 50-50, it's really not. It's like 49.5%. Right. And that half percent on each side mm-hmm. is where they make the bulk of their money. Correct. Similar to like sports book betting mm-hmm. right you have two sides to the bet and they're both minus 110 so if i win if i bet 100 i only make 90 correct but i'm winning so that's great they want the split to be 50 50 right they want 50 people to 50 people to bet the bears 50 people to bet the packers and either way they're going to make that 10 percent juice correct. Yeah. so that's what they want yeah this is a very very similar situation you don't have the insider knowledge of some of these people you don't know yeah. You know, you're not in the Senate Intelligence Committee meetings and, and stuff like that where you yeah. know what could be coming down the, you know, the pandemic stretch. You don't mm-hmm. know these things. So just be careful. If you are going to um, invest, be wise. And if you're going to day trade or like play around with these this crazy volatile market. Make sure you have a lot of money. <laughs> well, or just make sure whatever you put in, you are willing to lose. Right. So be very careful. But that that kind of explains what happened today. If you do have more questions, I, I, I can go a little bit further. But we talked about shorting a stock. We talked about the short squeeze. We talked about GameStop and why it was dying and why it shouldn't have gone up the way it did. But it did. And right now, it's it's a really interesting you know middle finger to the, the, to the Wall Street that has yeah. kind of guided it for so long. Yeah, makes me smile a little bit. Oh, I'm jazz, baby. I'm jazz. All right, Brian, we have four minutes. Four minutes? Yes. Did I talk that one? You know, you know it, what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, what else you want to throw in here? Anything well, else? What, is, what else is on your radar right now? So I was. Because I'll tell you what's on mine. What's that? Two things. What's that? Um, first of all, I just I wanted to actually I wanted to share this with everybody because I always talk about Tulsi Gabbard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay. in love with her when we're getting married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I just finished. So I just finally finished listening to her most recent Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. It is super, super <laughs> interesting. If you want to kind of know like the inner workings as far as like what it's like to be a congressperson um, and everything that goes on with with that, like it was a very, very good podcast. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, also, I think she's going to be the first female president. Which actually, I think I called you when I was shoveling snow yesterday. Yeah. Uh, just to tell you that. Um, I disagree, but I, I wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't, be. Michelle I wouldn't, Obama? No. Maybe. It's not going to be Kamala. She's got the likely. I, I don't think Kamala has the likability yet either. I think she kind of I don't know if she'll a ever bit. get it. Yeah. Um, I think if this administration continues to do well, there's a good chance, but. Uh, See, I now I'm disappointed with what's going on. With what? I just, you know what, I think that there could be more, I t- this is what I talked to you about earlier, and I know that you have your viewpoints on this too, but like, um, I'm disappointed in both sides right now. I don't know why there hasn't been a, um, a single bill going through that is focused solely on a check for the American people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Joe Biden's trying to play the bipartisan card 
but I think that he's I don't want to say he's being a pushover because I, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to unite but the country. But he also can't. He can't do anything. I understand that. So it's more we, just they, like he can't do no, it's not like he can't do anything. Like he can he can do you know what I mean? He can he can push for it. He can you know what I mean? He can yeah. talk to the people in Congress. Yeah. Um so like he can't it's not like he can't do anything. No, he but can do things. Talking is has gone on. I understand. Yeah. Um I but no, so okay, how about this? I'm disappointed in the house. They already passed. The bill? Yeah. It's his one point nine trillion one or which oh, one? Oh, I don't know if that's they they have the house will pass it. I they will or they have. They will. It, I don't I don't know if it's gotten to them. They've passed plenty That's of what I'm bills. Saying. So this, okay, so why hasn't it so gotten to them? Because they're they're trying to allow for negotiation to show. Yeah. But they're one side isn't really negotiating in good faith. So they need to and this is what I agree with you in a sense like stop stop stand, it. standalone Bert, bill. How about standalone bill because you've got you've got a country that 80% of the people are saying that they Agree with the fact that they should get a stimulus check. Right. This isn't one with uh, no, foreign aid well, and no, no, omnibus. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is just a stimulus package. This is they're trying to allow for a for check a, alone or for like the fifteen dollars an hour. Oh well, I mean that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm okay. not talking about. I'm not because he. I, I, I. And you know, I don't necessarily totally. Dis- no, I haven't read the fucking yeah. however many pages. Yeah. The his one point nine trillion thing is sure. Um. But no, I want a standalone check bill to go through the house. And the house, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the house is the only one who can start this thing. They're the only ones who can be like, standalone check, let's do this. I don't know. Because I know they're, they're, they're essentially in charge of appropriations, so spending. Yeah. But I, I don't understand. I'll have to double check on that. What I do know is there's this idea that we're trying to get both sides to come together and not have the filibuster come into play in the Senate that, and all yeah. that. And but you I know, think the they, they should have they they gotten rid of it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I think that they should let that happen because I think it'll show the people who's really got our back and who doesn't. If you've got 80% of the country saying it's a good idea to send out another stimulus check. Well, and, I and, mean, and, they and, did. And, no, no, I'm saying, but and then the people in Congress. No, 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 no. For the extra $1,400, 80% of people. Yeah. I so, just saw this today on the Hill. But, but what I'm saying is, is the House passed one that was very similar mm-hmm. where it was $2,000. Oh, no, no, I remember. And then the I Senate remember. I'm talking to. about right now. No, I'm oh, talking about right now. But when you say like, well, we want to see who's really, well, we know who's really behind the fuck well, up here. But now's the time to capitalize on it. You've got right, blue, I, say, got, I got, say burn it to the ground. You've like, got blue across the board, baby. Right, burn, Stop burn the Republican around. Party to the ground if they're going to stand and in that's the way all, of this. And that's all I'm saying, right. but nobody's doing it. Nobody's holding their feet right. to the fire. That's true. I agree. I okay. agree. That's Stop what I'm trying, trying to, to be say. bipartisan. Yeah, fuck it. Just do, fucking get do the job done. Do what's best for America. Yeah. I'm right there with you, brother. Okay, that's all I was trying to say, I'm Brian. right there with you. This is what happens when you have a good conversation, you guys. This can happen across party lines. Look at Brian and I. Look at us. This crazy liberal. Who'd have thought it? Look at us. Look at us. Bri- Brian, it's like the Paul Rudd hot ones. Look at us. So Brian and I were talking about this pre-show like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, I need this big break. Brian was talking about uh, the stock market and everything like that and what happened with GameStop. And uh, he said, man, dude, people are getting their big breaks. I'm, like, I'm still waiting for mine. I said, your big break was meeting me. <laughs> yeah, I, I used my lottery break on Noelle and Nora. And A then, beautiful and wife then, and daughter. And then my, my, my stock market break on Kevin. And this asshole right. over here across the mic from me. Great. <laughs> Great. No, I'm very fortunate. I promise you one day I'll make it worth it. I'm I'm wealthy in love, and that's what matters. 
I'm wealthy and oh wealth. my god! All right, well, this was a f- Brian. Seriously, thank you so much for this episode. It yeah, was super no, informative. I, for I me. hope I hope the audience oh, enjoyed it, guys. Um, let us know what you think too. Yeah, Hit us, us up on our email, madlibspod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Brian's gonna make us a a Discord. Yeah, I, and, um, and, and it's not just because I want to feel good. Like no. we don't want to feel good. We want to be then I better. Can, I have the Discord app. Like I can that way. I can. No, like, I'm not I, talking about Discord. We want that feedback so we can get better. No, I understand that. But, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but aren't we talking about Discord? Like, no, feedback? I was talking about the other thing. Oh, the Facebook and stuff. Like we that? could do this better right now. Oh yeah, they're going to criticize us. Let, let us know. know what, yeah, let, let us know, know what you suck. think about this right, this yeah. here moment. Yeah, this right here moment, sir. <laughs> let us know if we suck. Let us yeah. know if we're great. No. <laughs> let us know how we can improve. I'll take all of it seriously. And and if you are liking it or even mildly enjoying, yes. mildly enjoying please it, let please, us know. please please also share it with your friends. We um, like any and all feedback, you guys. We're, we're getting a larger community. It's growing yeah. uh, both on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. and in our listenership. Um, we want to grow this to a point where people know this is how you can communicate with one another uh, in disagreement, and, in agreement, fun yeah. and exciting, even about some of the more dull topics. Yeah. And don't be afraid too to let us know what you want to talk or let us know what you want us to talk about next. Too. Yeah, like, this was brought to you. This was brought to you by you. Yeah, seriously. We would love to hear that stuff. Um, any questions, comments again, we love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. I love you guys more than Brian. Yes, that's not true. It is. We love each other. This is like mom and dad situation. We love you equally. I don't. I do have a favorite child. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Have a good night. Bye-bye.